Hello, everybody, and welcome to the In It Together podcast. My name is Jeremy Augusta, and I'm joined by my usual host, Emily, and another Emily, our guest this week. Mm-hmm. So can you guys, you, introduce yourself again for um, any first-time I'm listeners? Emily Davis. I'm the opinion editor for CM Life, and I'm a senior at CMU. Okay. And then our guest? Yeah, I'm Emily Jones. Um, I'm a junior here at CMU, and I'm also the president for the Organization of Women Leaders on campus. Okay, thank you. So for like seemingly eternity, we've been talking about Kavanaugh, and it finally seems, at least I think, is that he's going to get confirmed. And so if uh, any listeners are not caught up, Kavanaugh basically has one week till his vote in the Senate. And during that week, the FBI has a limited investigation where they can look into his background and talk to witnesses. And then after that week, the Senate's going to vote. And Jeff Flake essentially made that deal. Um, believe like so when they were in the that room of like 21 people, he voted yes on the stipulation that the FBI would be able to investigate allegedly. And rumors are that he has the votes to that he did that because he had the votes to deny Kavanaugh and the Republicans had to roll over and allow it. Um, But I don't think there's a ton that can happen this week, especially because it seems the Republicans are full steam ahead on getting him confirmed. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's even more interesting to me is how this is going to affect the Republicans in the midterms, because it seems that Mitch McConnell has essentially picked getting a Supreme Court nominee over keeping the House and the Senate. so you guys as women and like as a victim, like watching Kavanaugh deny these allegations over and over and over again, it only makes me want to be more politically active and go out and vote. So like, especially in the leading the organiz- organization of women's leadership, like are, are people in that organization talking about this and is that give them <laughs> more of a... Yeah, no, for sure. Um, actually, last week we did an issue ed. Um, we do issue eds every single week in our organization, like 10-minute little increments about feminism. Um, and what we did was an issue ed on Brett Kavanaugh. Um, so we talked about kind of what was going on, the responses that were had, um, the stories of the women that are coming out. And we also kind of did some comparisons, too, um, with it being with the Anita Hill case and how it was handled um, as well with that. So we did a lot of that uh, conversation, and people were super interested in it. Um, and it's obviously something that we're all mad about. Um but, yeah, it's definitely it's something that we're all excited to go out and vote to help. Um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a rebellious kind of vote to, like, I don't know, this is, this is where we're standing on yeah. it. And, like, we're not, you know, we're not letting We can do something it. about yeah, it, exactly. and this That's is what awesome. we're going to do about it. And do you see more women getting involved in running for politics? Um, I do. I still think that there's definitely that um, – I think there's a lack of confidence and there's a lack of um, – women don't think that they have the ability to do something like that. And I still think that's a problem. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing a lot more women running for office. I mean, even since 2016 with, I think this whole entire um, Trump-ism state that we're in is really making women want to go out and really find that confidence and run for office because we're seeing that we're just not really being represented at all. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I want to point out, though, like, obviously I hope that if Kavanaugh is confirmed or either way that a bunch of women will come out and vote against the Republicans, yeah. but I think that's just kind of wishful thinking. Just mm-hmm. if we look at the 2016 election, like everyone thought that after 
Trump's allegations, women wouldn't vote for him. Yeah. That was the highest. Yeah, rate. like 55% of white women White votes, educated yeah. women, college educated women, which is just horrible. I mean, and I think that the reason that we're seeing this, and that's kind of my speculation too, is, I mean, we're going to see women come out and we've been seeing it for years. The 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 voter turnout has been huge. But um, it's really dependent on what Democrats decide to do. If they mm-hmm. decide to run people like Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election, even here in Michigan, what we're seeing right now, I think that's a huge, it's scary to me because I think, especially here in Michigan, we're seeing another 2016 election playing out in the governor's race. Yeah. And it really scares me because we went red um, after mm-hmm. going blue twice for Obama. So, um, you know, it's it's something that the Democrats really have to think about their their strategy and their marketing of, of what they're running on. Mm-hmm. And um, as long as they do that and they do that effectively to reach out to young progressive voters, then I don't see an issue. Um, But right now, the way that things are going, I think that there's a possibility that we might still have a a red Michigan um, and a red Mm -hmm. red country. As long as the older generation of Democrats are controlling the party, I think. Definitely. We're probably going to be stuck Mm -hmm. like this for a while because they don't tend to support the very progressive candidates that younger people go for. For sure. So I've talked to you about this or I've seen stuff you post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. How do you turn Democrats farther left like how, how do you make democratic voters who have voted for hillary clinton-esque candidates how do you how do you make them see the the light i guess of democratic yeah. socialism um i mean so a lot of the people that are still voting for you know the, the people that chose hillary clinton over bernie sanders it's really hard to think that um those people are ever really going to change their minds you know they're voting based off of i always vote democratic um i'm voting the way that the democratic party has been for the last you know De- couple decades, you know, whatever, um, and they're stuck on that side of the Democratic Party. They're not willing to move towards that um, that new side there. I think the best thing that Democrats can do, though, Democratic candidates, is just fully embrace those policy platforms. Um, if you're talking, the, the majority of people out there voting are young people now. So mm-hmm. if you're outreaching to those young people, you're literally just going down the line, I want Medicare for all, I want living wage, free college, ending wars, you know, a new New Deal, we're going to do a green New Deal, we're going to make sure that people have jobs and people have houses, um, people aren't struggling, um, then that's really what's going to change people's minds. And for the old people that, dem- uh, you know, vote for the Democratic Party no matter what, and they're voting based on old Democratic Party values, um, you know, the the real base of the Democratic Party now is young, progressive voters, yeah. and we really need to start changing that policy platform to fit those voters yeah Mm -hmm. they're they're a super vocal voting base but the issue that i always see and i i went to a speak up speak out event Mm -hmm. only like 14 people or 14 percent of students voted Mm -hmm. in the 2014 midterm yeah Yeah. and that's i think kavanaugh is going to play into this midterm and trump will especially play into this midterm i don't think there's been a midterm election with like these much stakes, mm-hmm. yeah, for like, sure. Well, they're... and a lot more people are voting this year in in Michigan mm-hmm. just because of the recreational marijuana being on the ballot. Oh, yeah, I know absolutely. more of my friends are voting than mm-hmm. voted for the 2016 election, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a side of it where people are voting because they're anti-Trump and they're seeing what's going on with that administration and they want to have that change. But um, you know, young people aren't voting because no one's offering us anything. Yeah. The Republicans aren't offering us anything, and the Democrats aren't offering us anything. Our parents are. Str- Struggling, half of workers in America are making thirty thousand dollars a year or less, and we're we're really on the edge there. We're you know being piled on with student loan debt, and there is no solution. Mm-hmm. No one is offering us a solution. It's um, you know platitudes and cliches from the Democratic Party and just outright anti everything 
you know, from the Republican Party. So it's like there is no place for us to go. And until we have a Democratic Party that stands up for workers and and young people, then I don't really see that changing the voter turnout for for young people coming out. Mm -hmm. Right. One thing I do like seeing is mainstream support of ultra progressive candidates Mm -hmm. like um, not necessarily ultra progressive, but like Beto in Texas. We talked about him last week. Him being anywhere near Ted Cruz is astonishing in Texas. And the Florida's governor race, the progressive Mm -hmm. Democrat is leaning there. So it seems all of these races are slowly just like getting closer. And even if they don't win, having that huge showing is really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to get back to Kavanaugh real quick because I want to. Did you guys watch Lindsey Graham? Um, yell at Senate Democrats. No. He basically said, um, if this, he, he actually threatened to like falsify allegations <clears throat> against Democratic nominees for the Supreme Court. He said, if this is how you treat our candidates, I can't wait till <laughs> you nominate some, which is ridiculous because he was part of the Republican Party who stopped Merrick Garland from, from being appointed to the Supreme Court for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing with Mitch McConnell, like him just he's just a bad guy, <laughs> especially yeah. there's nothing that he's ever done to hide the fact that he's a terrible person. He just <laughs> does it and lets the court of public opinion um, just go. Yeah. I'll, did you guys follow a lot of the rebuttals against um, Ford during the Kavanaugh hearing? Um, so I don't know. For me, I listened to Dr. Ford's testimony and I was a little hesitant to watch um, Kavanaugh speak because I knew it was just going <laughs> to infuriate me. So I caught things here and there. But um, for the most part, I just really wanted to hear what she you know, had to say and I wanted to hear her story. So what did you guys yeah. think of her? I thought she I think she's did an, amazing. an incredible job. Yeah. 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 I don't know how she did that. No, mm-hmm. no. She was very honest. Um, You know, she she was honest with the way that she was feeling. She was honest with her story. I think that it was the best way that she could handle that situation. Yeah. She really did. In a room where people clearly didn't have their facts straight about mm-hmm. so much of her life and mm-hmm. things that they were questioning her about, she was just very level-headed and mature. It it seemed like the Republicans were trying to build a case against her of, like, death by a thousand cuts. So, like, you said you were afraid of flying. You flew here. Um, mm-hmm. You had a polygraph taken mm-hmm. months ago. Why did you do that? Or... Why did you give this to Feinstein, a Democrat? And she's like, well, that's my senator. So, yeah, who else was I going <laughs> right. to give it to? Just like the typical just questions that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now now that like Kavanaugh's an unpopular nominee, like nominee. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact polling numbers, but they're in the dumps for, for him being on the Supreme Court. Can the Republicans do anything, you think, to keep both houses? I really don't know. I would like to say no, they can't. They're both gonna whatever, but um, hopefully, it'll turn blue. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It just, I can't predict anything anymore. I believe it's like ten Senate Democrats are up for re-election and like four or five mm-hmm. uh, Senate Republicans are. So the Dems need to keep eleven seats and then take two so they can get fifty-one and mm-hmm. can prevent Mike Pence from breaking ties. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful for the House. I'm skeptical for the Senate. Um, I think that there are a lot of different House um, candidates that are running, primarying um, either corporate Republicans or corporate Democrats. And mm-hmm. I think that's really great. And we're seeing, you know, like with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, it's 
pretty much a shoe in that she's going to get that yeah. that seat mm-hmm. just with New York. There's being so the much way it steam is. behind her, right? Anyway. Exactly. So it's like you know we're seeing hope for the House, um, but with the Senate, you know, even here in Michigan, you know, no one's running against Debbie Stabenow. Um, you know, so I think a lot of them aren't really being challenged. It, I don't really know uh, if there's any. John James is running against yeah. Debbie Stabenow. Yep. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah. in the no, there was no one running against her yeah. in the primary. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, and, you know, it's like there was no there's no really option, mm-hmm. I guess there. So I think that I'm a little. I'm skeptical of the Senate Democrats and the way that they're running their campaigns as a way that might actually turn the Senate blue. But the House, I think there's a good chance to be hopeful that that will. Yeah, I agree. De- de- definitely. Yeah. yeah. And that does a lot for just the Democrats being able to do anything yeah. in the federal government. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just for God's sake, do something in the federal government because yeah. it, it's been two years of. Basically, the biggest problem for Republicans passing policy has been harder Republicans not letting them get away with it. That's why they couldn't pass health care mm-hmm. in a timely fashion. Yeah. Um, have you been following the John James Debbie Stabenow race? Um, I uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily following it. I um, am a canvasser for Clean Water Action. Oh, okay. And so I do go out there and I have been talking to a lot of voters. We've endorsed Debbie for that race mm-hmm. um, just, you know, based on water issues. Um, but, you know, a lot of them, the responses that I've been getting from most people um, about Debbie Stabenow have not been pretty good. Um, most every single place that we've gone to talk about Debbie Stabenow, we've gotten extremely negative reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very, very nervous about this yeah. election between Debbie Stabenow and John popular. James. I mean, John James is a, you know, person military, of color. Yeah. He's, you know, he's from, you know, he's in the military and he's re- like, he is what the Republicans want in yeah, their party. Like he's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so scared that that's gonna, I don't know. And then on top of that, like I said, you know, Debbie not taking those extreme, you know, like I said, we, we went for Bernie in the 2016 election in the primary and then we went for Trump mm-hmm. in the general. And so that's what's making me so nervous is like, there's no, you know. There's no nobody's excited about Debbie Stabenow. No, no one Everyone's is. It's like I can't no wait to go is. out there and start canvassing <laughs> That's for Debbie. The same yeah. problem with Gretchen Whitmer too. Yes. We talked about that. She's just so lackluster. I'd love to get your opinion timid. on Gretchen Whitmer because we mm-hmm. talked about it and her only Neither doing the. Neither of us are fans. Yeah, her only <laughs> pr- promoting the. And I know I think we all voted for Abdul. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Her campaign is built on let's fix the damn roads. Yep. And you that doesn't and get I'm you a elected. Michigander. Mm-hmm. That does not get you anywhere near elected. Yep. Um, you know, I have a lot of thinkings about Gretchen. Um, I think that, I don't know, I really see this, um, especially in the governor's race, I saw a huge uh, comparison with the 2016 election Mm -hmm. with the presidential race. I think that she is um, Hillary Clinton-esque. I think that she doesn't offer anyone anything. I think that she's really built on the we're stronger together and we're going to do things, Mm -hmm. you know, better than the Republicans will. And we're just we're going to make Michiganders lives better. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what do you mean by that? Um, You know, and how are you going to do that? Because you're not wanting to give anyone health care. You know, you're for the expansion. But but people are out there struggling in Michigan to have health care. We're struggling, um, you know, to keep jobs here. We're struggling to, you know, pay our rent because we don't have a living wage here. Um, You know, so it's just there's no I don't know. There's no there is no excitement. Um, When I watched the debates and things, there was no there was just no comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, I, every single time that there was a question asked for Abdul, he would answer with a policy position. Mm-hmm. And with her, I feel like it's like, oh, I'm just going to make things better. You know, we've seen what Republicans have done. It's always she goes to to the GOP mm-hmm. to say something about yeah. them, but she doesn't actually give an actual, you know, response, a, a policy response. Yeah. You know, part of politics is policy. Yeah. If you're not going to talk about policy, then what are you doing? And you're not really doing serious politics. She's like a businesswoman. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly. 
yeah. One thing she has done, and one thing that I really appreciate, mm-hmm. is I think Gretchen Whitmer is going to stop this spread of charter schools. And I think that's a huge Education problem in Michigan. Education is her best yeah, platform. Yeah, that's, that's really where she does shine, and that's what I'm hopeful for. Mm-hmm. But her doing anything with healthcare, I don't think so. Especially mm-hmm. she's not going to socialize healthcare. There's yeah. no goddamn way. Yeah, no. Um, what, what other progressive policies did Abdul promote that there's no way Gretchen Gun control. Well, Gun I mean, control. even with even with uh, education, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, when, when we talk about, you know, public, uh, you know, K through 12, there might be, you know, some some good things there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about college, you know, yeah. we're not going to be affected at all by this. She's mm-hmm. going for a free two year plan, whereas Abdul is going for a free four year plan um, for college and debt um, cancellation and things okay. like that. So that's a huge difference. Um, when we're looking at just just kind of the way I don't know I guess so Medicare for all was huge for me in the in in the election there I was really I think that that's a huge um you know policy there that that gets people um because people are struggling to yeah. to find that but um just all across the board like I said when you go down the list it's you know Medicare for all um you know free college a living wage um you know wage tied to inflation so that we don't have to revisit this conversation again you know years down the road um you know I was talking about actually um you know one huge thing too with the environment is um Gretchen's not for she hasn't really come out against line five. She hasn't really called for the shutdown of it necessarily. Um, she, there's actually some talk to, um, talking about her possibly being in favor of a tunnel. Um, so it's just, which is not, you know, not the way that, I don't know, not the way that environmentalists are thinking on that. Um, and especially young people. So, um, there's, there's, and not there there are good things about her policies, but there's just tweaks off, you know, there's things that she could just make better, you know, little, little things. Yeah, it's like, tiny you know, you're on the right track, but you're letting your corporate donors depend, you know, determine what tweaks you make to your mm-hmm. policy. Yeah. And you're not listening to voters and you're not listening to Michiganders and what they want. No. And that's that's the biggest problem I see. So it's really just all, most all of her policies are pretty different than Abdul's, just with you know a mm-hmm. tweak here and there about yeah. them. Yeah. You mentioned gun control. What what is Gretchen mm-hmm. Whitmer's stance on gun control? She doesn't really talk about mm-hmm. it all that much. Which is how I <laughs> yeah. think Democrats should talk about gun sure. control. I don't think any Democrat should bring up gun control while they're running for election, especially oh, I totally in Michigan. Disagree. It's it's important to me, obviously, I, okay, but and I but think it should be an important issue. That it's so it's hard about. to get elected as a Democrat in Michigan when you're running when. Even the notion of you—that's why Bernie won Michigan—is mm-hmm. because he was not hardline gun control like Hillary Clinton was. So when you get up on stage with the Republican and you're talking to Michiganders, regardless of what their financial standard is, mm-hmm. if they even have like a remote family tradition of hunting or owning <laughs> guns, and you're a Democrat and you say we need to get rid of high capacity magazines or we need to limit gun sales, mm-hmm. then they're then they go, oh, I'll just bo- vote for Shooty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that so what we're seeing is that over 60 percent of the American population it, and that goes for Republicans, too. I mean, Republicans are generally in favor of basic gun reform. Mm-hmm. So universal background checks, um, you know, things like that. So I think you're right on the fact that we shouldn't, you know, candidates don't necessarily walk around and saying we want to ban, you know, certain types of guns. We want to do something like that. But I think that running on a on a platform of just basic, basic, basic gun reform yeah. is, exactly, is, yes. is something where we can get people because also, you know, we're seeing people that 
I, you know, I know I was affected by the shooting that happened here last year. I actually lived on the floor below mm-hmm. where it happened. So I was in the building when it all happened. And I know for me, it is an important issue. It's something that really still affects me to this day of like a traumatic experience thinking, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this dorm today and go home for spring break. Like, you know, so I think it's important to a lot of people, but I think it's the way that they message it for sure. Because mm-hmm. if they're, if they're running on like the big, I don't know, anti-gun things, then yeah, I can see yeah. that being a problem. But mm-hmm. I think that the majority, even Republicans are for basic universal background checks and, you know, things like that, just to make sure that it's a little, it's just, it's safer. Um, So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead. No. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's very questionable that she hasn't really talked about it, given the climate we're in right now with guns and shootings this year in particular, like, like every year in the past I don't past think few she's going to talk about it. And at the debate, when she gets a question on gun control, I think she's going to use the word common sense gun control, and she's never going to elaborate anywhere past Oh, yeah, that. no, As long she as won't. she does something, eventually I'm fine with that. If it's something basic and small, just No, something. I don't think that she would actually do something when she gets elected. I think that she would say it as a campaign mm-hmm. platform, but I don't— I don't actually think she would do anything for it when she got in office. Yeah, it depends on even what if she happens. Tried, yeah. I don't think it would be able to pass in Michigan's Congress. Yeah. Especially we're so gerrymandered by towards the Republicans. Definitely. They I believe they do have a supermajority in our mm-hmm. government or in our in the state Congress. Mm-hmm. So much so that they want to open up the state constitution to give public funding to charter schools. Yep. I don't think there's any way that they would allow any sort of gun control. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, have you read, is it Prop 1 that's the citizens redistricting? Um, you, prop 1 is marijuana. Prop, prop 2, two is voters, not politicians, which is redistricting. And then mm-hmm. Prop 3, actually, there's another one, which is uh, promote the vote. It's going to make sure that we have automatic voter registration in Michigan, um, you know, access to absentee ballots for students and el- the elderly. Just really great uh, way of expanding mm-hmm. our voting laws here in Michigan as well. So, how, What do you guys think about that redistricting? Because I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and I've gotten... It seems like I can't split it party wise. Well, some Republicans are for it, some aren't. Some Democrats are for it, some aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just, I think it more depends on not really your party affiliation. I think people are thinking of it as so I'm not really getting to choose my elected officials, and they're basing that off of the performance of those elected officials. So I think right. it really kind of all depends on where they live, too. It's like, all right, these officials are just kind of being grandfathered in and I'm not really I don't really get the choice I'm here. And how are they affecting my lives, Mm -hmm. my life? Because, you know, I didn't get to choose them. I don't have a say in it, really. Um, Can I I file to be one of them? Just like. Yeah, on the commission or anything? Can I just write in, like, is it just, it is, you just send in an application and then you get lottery picked, right? Yeah, it's literally just, I think think there's, like, a couple uh, seats on the commission that are chosen specifically, but, like, Mm -hmm. the rest of it's, like, all, all citizens. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, based on my average interactions with Michiganders, regardless of how interested in politics they are, I do not want them drawing districts on a map for people to vote in. There's not even the slightest inkling, because yeah. politics or voter or what is the campaign? Voters, voters not, not politicians. politicians. Mm-hmm. But every one of those voters is gonna, if they can, like understand how gerrymandering works, goes like they they all have ulterior motives to make the districts their parties well, yeah, favorable of towards they their do. parties. So I know that it's I'm so I'm I I might be wrong. Don't quote me on it cuz I I don't think I don't know if it's any like I don't know if I could just apply to it because it is supposed to be a nonpartisan. It's mm-hmm. apolitical. It doesn't 
it doesn't matter that way or another. The so sticker. I'm almost wondering if there might be a certain criteria you have to meet or like mm-hmm. if you if I don't know, maybe any, you know, they draw it just based on what district actually makes sense because you're seeing like like in Ingham, in Ingham County, I think there's like a just a random like square of like, you yeah. know, so I think they're just wanting to draw based on like, I don't know, common sense. I don't know, re- like redistricting yeah. there, not paying attention to political. So I don't I don't know if it's necessarily that just any citizen can go and like do it and then use their own biases on one party or another to help draw the lines. And mm-hmm. I think that's why they also have like four specifically picked or something like that members, too, that they I don't know. Yeah, if that makes sense. The, the only stipulations that I read were you cannot have been an elected official or mm-hmm. a family member of an elected official or a lobbyist, for example, gotcha. or for a certain number of years. So ostensibly, any random dude okay, gotcha. can can just write his name in. Okay. And hmm. it's only eleven, like it's only eleven people on the commission with, um, yeah. like you said, certain seats saved. And I assume those are for experts who know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but I mean, even then too, like I, because I'm, I've been actually working too to get Prop Two out there, because um, I think it's a really great way to make sure that it, it it's anti democratic to have the redistricting the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. And to I think that there's definitely, yeah, shit. yeah. And I think that I mean, even then, I think all the prop, you know, the propositions could be better. Um, but it's it's a good step in the right direction for sure. Um, and I think that even then, it's the whole goal of it is to be an apolitical, nonpartisan thing. So I think that they're, although I don't know the exact verbiage of it or the way that it's going to be carried out, I do think that they're going to make sure that there's ways that, I don't know, it's not a biased thing. Because, I mean, what's the, then what's the point of having the proposition if it's just going to be biased the same way it is now, right. you know? So I do think that there are probably ways that they're going to make sure that it's not just an average citizen, you know, making those decisions. Um, but I'm not really sure exactly how that. Yeah, I w- I'd love to be in the room for sure when they're sitting and there's a map. And they go, OK, we got to draw these districts. And they go, I don't know what what kind of districts are we drawing? Like, where <laughs> where is this city? And they're just doing I think they're just going to do straight lines all the way across <laughs> and everything's going to be a square. Um, My district looks like a hammer. Does it? I where are you from? I'm from Macomb. OK, so like yeah. St. Clair Shores yep. is like. And then there's a little line jutting yep. out that's my neighborhood, and then like it goes back out. I'm yep. for those of you listening, I'm drawing the shape of it <laughs> in the air because I'm trying to figure out what it looks like. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I had to research it for a for a project in a political science class, and I looked at it, and I looked up at my professor, and I'm like, "How is this legal?" Yeah, because it's yeah, it's so insane. funny. We canvas up there all the time, and people will be like talking about a certain candidate to you know give them literature for or whatever, and people are like, oh, that's not my representative, and I'm like, how? Like, why they wouldn't lie to me about that? But it's literally just because it's like you'll literally like cross the street, and it's a different, yep. you know, representative in different district. So I believe mine, mine representative is Steve Marino, who got busted for using campaign funds to play. For to pay for like his daughter's bar mitzvah or something oh, like no. that, or like right. her birthday party, and then he won re-election. Oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is <Well>. depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Although we are running a uh, actually funded Democrat against her this okay. cycle, so hopefully she wins. For but sure. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about that's been in the news lately? I'm Not trying that to, I can think of. The only thing brain. really that's been in the news is Kavanaugh. So. Sure. I mean, um, I, I will mention, I think it's definitely an important thing to think about when it comes to Kavanaugh on this is really do comparing it to the Anita Hill, um, you know, case and how much of a role Joe Biden played in making sure that her story was mm-hmm. um, undermined. 
Um, and I, th- I I didn't really know about that a lot, too, because I think we were all way too young to understand that when I that was going on. Yeah. for this yeah. on Facebook. Very too yeah. Like, we, you know, we had no idea what, you know, so just reading about it, I'm thinking, like, I cannot believe that this is now something that we're screaming at, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Republicans for doing, too. It's like, which, you know, is Republicans are on, you know, the complete wrong side of this. But it's I think it's important, too, to recognize what we're doing wrong in the Democratic Party and on the Democratic, mm-hmm. the left side in general yeah. anyway. Um, you know, and I think I, I that's what we talked about in Owls the other day was the comparison between what Joe Biden has done with the others that are running this case now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just interesting. So just something to think about, you know, like how that how that case is kind of compared to this one now that we're dealing with. How do you Definitely. think the Democratic Party distances themselves from those things? Like, like, like Bill Clinton, for example, and everything that he did for so long, people like... How how do we say like we get the finger pointed back at us like okay this already happened to you like Bill Clinton has all these sexual mm-hmm. accusers and you guys sit with him or like Joe Biden has these sexual yeah. accusers I mean Al Franken was a good first step kicking him out of Congress sure. but mm-hmm. what what else can we do as Democratic voters to say like yeah we're done with that I mean um, I get think- rid of the blue no matter who okay. I've never heard that before. Yeah, there's a, there's a big slogan, especially right now. It's like uh, we're because people are so anti-Trump that they're only thinking about electing the other they're side. Democrat. They're being very partisan right now. So it's a it's a blue no matter who runs. We're voting Democratic. And mm-hmm. that is something that I think is so detrimental in so many different ways, because that just leaves the door open to not hold our own, you know, side accountable. Mm-hmm. Any and no, regardless of, of political affiliation, every single public official needs to be held accountable. And that kind of, like, excuses that and makes that yeah. go out the window. Okay. Definitely. Um, I think it'll just take some time, unfortunately. The older generations have very warped ideas. Yeah, Not everyone, mm-hmm. but clearly both sides do. Um, and I just think it's going to take young people growing up to get old enough to get really involved in politics and kind of knock all that off because it's really? clearly it's not the problem with our younger generation not yet <laughs> so hopefully yeah. it won't be the political dialogue people have been saying like this is the worst it's ever been but i think now we're just being more honest about it mm-hmm. oh, like 100%. i think both parties have always had this animosity towards each other and just now trump started saying it so we should all just say it yeah 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 and both parties have had um you know things wrong with them both parties have done so many terrible things to so many and ruined so many lives yeah, over the like last how fdr mm-hmm. put japanese people in camps yeah yeah i mean and even just with the with obama you know he dropped he took us from two wars to seven yeah. um he did more deportations than any president before him mm-hmm. um you know we don't we don't talk about those things because we were asleep and we didn't pay attention and now it's in our face and it's not we have someone that isn't paying attention to civility. We have someone that's going out there and just saying whatever comes to his mind, and it's in our face now, and we can we have to deal mm-hmm. with it's it. It's easy to see, yeah. whereas before you had to go and research these things. Right. And by the way, that deportation stat is a great thing to throw at Republicans mm-hmm. who like don't like Obama. It's yeah. like, well, he deported more people than ever. Yeah. He must love them. Right, <laughs> exactly. They just right. goes over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more people are just paying attention now because we have someone in office who has no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So everyone is waking up, like you said. Mm -hmm. So So what you guys are saying is Trump may have been the best thing for our political atmosphere. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that 
Trump is a symptom of the disease. He okay. is not the disease. Um, our system yeah. as a whole needs to be looked at, and Trump is just, he's just, he's, he's just the a end symptom. Product yeah, he's of getting this us. is a turning point, years. whether it's for better or worse. It's mm-hmm. either going to get way better or way worse yeah. after him because I don't want to see what else they have okay. besides sure. Trump. But sure. we'll see. Well, I love to end on wild speculations. So, do you guys have any <laughs> crazy candidates you think are going to run in 2020? <laughs> um, Crazy candidates. Yeah, like last I week I said uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> and Kanye West and Oprah. I would not be surprised if Oprah ran for office. I'm really not because I think that there's been a lot of hype about it. Like sh- people have really been hyping her up to do it. I don't know if she would really do it. I don't know. Kanye I think said he was going to last that, night. Yeah, that's. I knew you were going to bring up Kanye before we ended <laughs> this podcast. That's why I, I always need to find an excuse. It's a good to point, though. Up. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. he. I don't know. Those like those really like egotistical people that I can see for sure like running for office in 20 yeah did you see Kanye wear the Colin Kaepernick shirt yes. and the Trump hat oh my I was I really like that actually I was it's, like he's just trolling people yeah he no he really yeah down. yeah all right okay thank you guys for listening this thank has you. been in it together Woo.